longest it's been about 10 seconds. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Brett. I'm doing great. How's your coffee this morning? It's um, fresh. Different mug. Different mug. Different mug. We're going with variety. My daughter just went and visited a couple of uh, new universities on the East Coast. This was one of them. They brought me back a big giant mug. Okay. I'm having trouble hearing you over the music. Yeah, I'm turning it down right now. I thought that might be the cool. case. So, <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about XAPI today. We are. I'll just turn that music all the way down. Ah, but before we do that, what's going on? Are you okay? How are you doing this week? I'm doing very well this week. Yeah. It's been yeah. a good week. You know, spring officially arrived. So oh, by the calendar anyway. Yeah. You're, you're uh your, your lighting hasn't changed, so you're good. You got a, a nice common look going now. <laughs> yeah, the well, the the sun is out. You can see the the strength behind me. So I'm uh, actually, yeah. I literally have a light like right in my face this morning to try to balance that. So that I, I think I'm good. gonna have to, I'm gonna have to buy a couple more lamps and uh, figure this out for for all occasions. But we'll get it eventually. Better. It's not horrible. <laughs> no, it looks great, man. It looks great. It looks great. Well, gosh, we said um, we labeled this today. We're going to talk about just um, getting started with XAPI. And, mm -hmm. you know, we are obviously not like the experts on XAPI, but we can probably help some people get started and we can probably talk each other into how to get started if we had to. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say we probably fit in the semi-expert category. I'm yeah, not, a, I'm not, yeah, a, we're, yeah. we're, not, we're not data scientists, but uh, definitely enthusiasts for sure. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, I would definitely put us in that category. And, you know, we could probably just start off with, you know, it's like the, the craziness of acronyms in every industry, right? What, you know, XAPI, what the heck does it stand for, right? <laughs> I, I know. I, I've, so I actually had a, a, a session back in the fall that uh, I made a lot of jokes about the acronyms. I mean, we've got SCORM, we've got AICC, we've got LMSs, we've got... Uh, you know, LCMS, we've got all kinds of things that I'm not sure people, uh, you know, when you start this job, do you actually get, uh, you know, like a glossary of, of jargon terms? I, I think you we all... a secret decoder ring. <laughs> That's right. It works. Uh, it's uh, what's what's the, uh, the ear the thing that you plug in in the... Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I think, where they have oh, the... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. What do they the call bug. it? Some yeah. sort of translator, but it's got a yeah, name yeah. for it. You're right. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, yeah. funny. Well, okay. So let's just start with XAPI. We, they call it the Experience API. Mm -hmm. But if anybody has ever heard of uh, or referred to it as Tin Can, that was sort of the, the, the secret beta name back when it was all first sort of the idea was being birthed, but yet you'll still see tin can around on the internet, right? When you're doing Google searches for XAPI, you'll see the term tin can pop up quite a bit. So I think at the very basic level, people need to just understand that those are the same thing. Yeah, certainly for conversational purposes, for sure, that uh, that it's just different ways of talking about the same thing. And, and it's actually kind of fun, the number of people who will say to you something like, um, oh, well, what about Tin Can? And, you, and yeah. even though you just said XAPI. Um, so there is certainly a, a naming confusion or a naming, uh, a double naming anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so as long as everybody understands that, that's a great place to start, right? XAPI, Tin Can, 
same thing, just a mm-hmm. renaming something a little bit more appropriate. And of course, I mean, maybe we could take it even more simplistic and just say API is um, application program interface. Did I get that right? Yep. Yeah. So we're really, and, we're really good. I was just going to say, and that's a kind of a thing that I think we have such a world where um, our world is such a, is so full of people who um, don't necessarily have a programming type background. So even that phrase API, if you understand that, then you start to get what it does uh, a bit more too. So that's a great thing to bring up too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of the basics of it. And, and APIs are really important right now. I mean, that's a big deal to take, excuse me, different platforms um, and be able to have them operate together as one, uh, you know, collective, have them send data back and forth. And at the very core of XAPI, that was really the idea because um, SCORM, speaking of acronyms, you mentioned it, um, it was basically, it, it did a really good job of what it was intended to do. We don't need to go into the whole history of it, but it's intent to um, help the industry standardize on one particular type of, um, of course structure or packaging so that it would play within many, many different learning management systems, specifically scattered across the government. Um, but uh, what SCORM then allows you to do, since it's an experience API, is that allows you to pass data back and forth, learning data and store that data um, from different types of platforms and systems. And you're sending it back and forth, uh, either back and forth between systems or sending data from many systems to one special new system that we throw into the mix. And of course, it's another acronym. It's an LRS, which is a learning record store which is just basically at its simplest form, a database. Yep. Pretty good so far? Yeah, we're rocking it. I think we're done. Here we go. We just find it. <laughs> so, you know, so, so let me tell a story a little bit because I think it, it ties into some of this, but we were at yeah. um, the I4PL Institute for Performance and Learning, which is sort of the Canadian version of, um, I, of ATD. And we were there and we were, we were talking to a fellow who um, I've known for a while, uh, instructional designer, works in the e-learning world, et cetera. And he said, I don't think XAPI is ever going to replace SCORM. And he said, why would I even care in a sense about XAPI? Um, and we sort of had to say, well, it's not going to replace SCORM because it's not about the same thing. It's not meant for the same purpose. And I think, you know, there's a lot of, some, some, some people have the sense that's, that XAPI is the next SCORM. And it's, it's not really, it's, it's a, it serves a, it's a tool for a different purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not SCORM 2.0. No. Uh, no, I mean, sure. yeah, like, like, <laughs> like you mentioned that the course package that, uh, you know, that SCORM sets out the standard for is kind of like, um, it's like the way everybody standardized on a certain CD format. And it didn't matter if you had a Sony, a Philips, uh, you know, a JVC player or, you know, whatever the no-name deck in your car was or whatever, you knew that that CD was going to always work. So the course is the CD and the LMS is the player. And it doesn't matter what version of LMS uh, you've got. Um, but the thing with that approach is that that SCORM was all about tracking content in that relationship between a course and an LMS. 
Um, so it has to be content that's launched from an LMS because the LMS has to know that the content's running so it can catch the, the data that's being sent back to it. Yep. And it, it's also then reserved only for content that's in an LMS. Um, whereas XAPI is about tracking things. It can most definitely do, you know, the same kinds of tracking, you know, completions and test results that you do with SCORM. But it really opens up the ability to track things that uh, are outside of the LMS. And, you know, a lot of currency in our world about uh, 70, 20, 10, you know, the 70% the of, of learning that we do on the job or, or informally, et cetera, that's outside of really the LMS then. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing for the, the um, anyway, the power of, of XAPI is not that it's a better SCORM. It's a, it's a different tool entirely. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely new and it takes us, it basically takes that idea of informal learning and the fact that we can learn from YouTube videos and the fact that we can learn from, uh, you know, other areas, right? We, we learn from email for crying out loud. People send yeah. out very educational, you know, emails and, and all of these systems that are out there that we interact with that we call, you know, the, the internet or that utilizes the infrastructure of the internet. But every, every individual and every business has a different ecosystem and everybody uses all that technology differently. And we're all actually learning different things through all that technology. Now we're talking about mobile too, right? I almost forgot about that. A mobile apps and all that kind of stuff. Everything that you get information from at some point can deliver that XAPI statement. Now, I think, you know, with the with the little bit of time that we have to just kind of brush over the entry level, um, you know, version of what XAPI is, we, we should probably dive into a little bit about how that kind of works, right? If you, from a, right now, it's pretty complicated. The questions I always get are, okay, 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 Brent, I get, um, you know, what it is now. I, I get it. You've sold me on it. It's great. Now, what I don't understand is how in the heck do I get started, right? How do I, how do I, where do I put the code, right? I even know people that have just recently told me that, um, you know, we were just recently having some chats on XAPI on Monday and, and that's always a common, you know, it's like, okay, I get it. I see the line of code. I understand how the code sends it and in that it's a database. Great. But where do you put the code and, you know, what does that look like? And, and, you know, do, how geeky do I have to get to make this happen? And you really don't have to get that geeky, but you do kind of have to dig in a little bit, at least from in most cases and figure out where all that stuff goes. Yeah. You need, um, well, the structure of an X API statement is is a coding looking thing and um it's certainly a, when you're at um when you're talking to folks about this the the folks who do have a coding background they, they they get to it quicker than folks who come in from a more traditional training background without that kind of coding background so can that's actually i think one of its biggest challenges is that it is um that technical um level of knowledge just even understanding the concept isn't something that folks who've started say in powerpoint and then moved on to e-learning authoring tools um, necessarily come in with that same kind of, you know, background to understand, uh, you know, what we're even somewhat what we're even talking about. So it, it, it is a, a challenge, the technical aspect of, of things that you do there. Um, I mean, 
what we do in our tool is we do try to make that as easy as possible for folks. And, and we've actually more or less eliminated the need for you to do any coding um, because we have uh, the ability to actually send XAPI statements for just about anything that a learner is doing in any content uh, that you make, which is a really, we feel a really big value in, uh, in helping reduce the barrier for people getting started in, in using XAPI. Um, whereas a lot of cases yeah. you are facing the need to actually know where to put a code, how to, how to set it up and stuff. Um, uh, so, so that can be a challenge or even just time consumption of, of, of setting something up to use, um, you know, to send X API statements. Well, so. right. I mean, yeah. And just knowing that Domino gives you that capability uh, was really exciting for me to hear about because I was at the point of, okay, now I need to start figuring out XAPI too, like everybody else. You know, I, I finally accepted the fact that, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to figure out some coding and whatnot. And then I start digging around in Domino and realize, oh, you know what? I don't have to code necessarily unless I really want to do something extra special. Everything just sort of has that option built in. I thought, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I've never, I mean, I understand the structure myself of how an XAPI statement works, but I've never dug deep enough in to write my own, for instance. Um, yeah, I, that's why I mean, I'm, I started yeah. thinking to myself, man, maybe I don't have to learn this stuff. And and maybe we're getting to that point now, too, where where others don't really have to either. Maybe it is as easy as, like, nobody ever really learned the structure of SCORM, right? I mean, we always said you should understand it, right? You should understand how to open up that zip file and look at those files and see what you're what you're dealing with, but you could just push publish. It pushes out the file. You upload that file into your LMS and everybody's good. And if things go wrong, then you just call tech support, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, you're calling up the LMS team to say what's going on. Or, or, yeah. Or, and then they tell you that, oh, wait a minute, you know, not all scorms are created equal. And then you get into that conversation and it's like, ah, oh, okay, when are we going to do this XAPI thing? Hopefully we won't have those problems, right? I mean, it's pretty, it's much easier than that, I would say. Yeah. Well, it, it, here's an example um, in the conversation that's going on right now, because we do have, I forgot to say hello when we started. Uh, we do have a couple of guests this morning. Great to have Kara with us and Sam. Um, and Sam just not, noted in the, in the conversation, you know, our LMS is only just catching up for XAPI use, hence um, you know, we're, we're trying to catch up on it too. Um, and that's, that, 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 I mean, that raises a couple of, of, of thoughts on, on my end because most people, you know, not every LMS is necessarily going to need to, to deal with XAPI use. You mentioned that phrase LRS, a learning record store, um, earlier. Um, you know, so, so what, what is it that people would need or want XAPI to do that's different than their LMS? If you're already tracking, um, you know, completions, test scores, you know, that kind of, typical SCORM level data, well, you don't really need XAPI to, to replace it. It's not going to really improve anything. Um, but, you know, if, are you in a formal learning model still? Well, maybe you want to do something like tracking um, at a better level what people are actually doing within the content so you can watch for patterns. Um, maybe you're going to use it uh, as, an, as an alternative to your LMS because maybe the LMS reporting doesn't provide you with enough um, sort of uh, data analysis to be able to look at, say, test question patterning or something, because the range of reports that you can get in an LMS, they vary from LMS to LMS. So maybe you're going to use it to dig up more instruct what we, I would describe as instructional design patterns to help you understand as an author of content or a creator in that case of a course, hey, what are people actually doing? Oh, it turns out that on page five, most people are playing the video, uh, but then they're pausing it 20 seconds in and, and moving on. Well, 
then we have a bit of inf insight to understand why, because gosh, we spent a lot of time and money making that four minute video, um, yeah. but people are skipping it. Is it, you know, what, what, let's, let's dig in and, and, and understand what we, how we can improve, uh, et cetera. So, uh, so, you know, within a formal learning uh, opportunity, like a, like a traditional SCORM course, there's that opportunity to get other info. Um, but the big thing happens when, when people are outside of the LMS, after they've started trying to actually do the job, you know, you've, You've given them five courses in a curriculum for their new role. They've passed the tests. They're clearly qualified. And then yeah. they go out and, uh, you know, uh, the, the forgetting and le the learning and forgetting curve. Well, yeah, we, we forget it all. So now we need to start getting help to, to start applying that stuff. And, right. Um, yeah. And, 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 and it's interesting that you brought the LRS again, because I don't think we really dug into that too mm -hmm. deeply. I think it's worth talking about the fact that, you know, I mentioned that it was a database. And it, and it is, and, and something that I learned about LRSs just recently is that they will, um, that XAPI statement that gets generated in the activity and gets sent to the LRS database, the LRS will accept any, uh, however, I mean, as long as the syntax is correct, as long as it's written correctly, it will accept any of the, um, the noun, verb, object pattern. There really is no forced standard yet that you have to use specific words. You can make up your own um, words to put into those spaces. And I think that's going to help at least eliminate a lot of the erroring that people might occur where they might have to call tech support because all your data will still go into the LRS. But the problem you'll run into is when you're trying to run reports and you're trying to turn that data, all that data that's going to come into that LRS and you're going to try to turn that into a story to your point about, you know, where did people stop at a certain point? Well, if one particular system uses the word um, uh, pause, right, uh, on, a, on a video, and you kind of want to know overall how, you know, how long are people watching videos before they pause, um, but another system on videos that you're using is sending XAPI statements that maybe uses the term wait, right? And now all of a sudden you're going to run a report on that and try to get that data. You're going to have two different data sets, one being generated on the word wait while the other one's generated on the word pause. So you do have to start thinking through some standardization of your terms that you're going to use or at the very least, remember what word you used when you decide to start running your reports. I mean, maybe we're getting a little bit past the getting started phase in talking about that, but I, I think it's something that's interesting for people to just be aware of. Yeah, the, um, where, where SCORM is just really about kind of data points being sent, um, et cetera, um, XAPI is really, um, it's, it's a sentence structure. You know, like you mentioned, the, the, you know, the grammatical structure which I think actually makes it somewhat access more accessible to normal, normal non-programming, you know, types, because we understand that John, you know, viewed the video, for example, we can, we can talk that that's, you know, basic, you know, sentence structure um, and, and being able to, to think about that. Now we're going to catch that. And now we want to see how many times John viewed the video or how many times yep. people, you know, in total viewed the video. So, um, you know, you got to make sure that your sentences really are, are, are matching up to match to, to make the best sense out of the information that, um, that, um, that you're looking to, to gather up. So, yeah. 
Yeah, Sam had another great, uh, uh, a great, you know, example of uh, like when we do branching scenarios and things like that. Um, XAPI is a great way to track which path people took as they went through your branching scenario. You could have an XAPI statement sent at each branch when somebody takes it, and then you know exactly. You now have a store in the LRS of a statement that was generated and put into that database at each point in the branched path as they went along. And, uh, and yeah, that's a perfect one. And stats on quizzes and more in depth. Absolutely. And I, I think your, your idea generation, Sam, also brings up a great point that I think is worth talking about that you can go to such a granular level of data with XAPI that that is almost a bad thing, right? Because data is great, but really it doesn't do you any good unless you can turn it into some sort of meaningful story and and you can take some sort of meaningful action on that data. And, um, you know, an LRS is um, a new and better type of database than your than your typical database within an LMS, but it still can, you know, it's still going to get cramped uh, you know, if you start throwing, you know, thousands of lines of code at it on a regular basis, yes, definitely a data tsunami that might uh, that, that might necessarily not be a, a good thing. But, um, you know, we, we all just kind of have to, I think, push at those edges, at those boundaries to see what's possible. Yeah, it, you've got to figure out uh, to... Um a good extent what it is that you're really looking to report on. What's the value? I mean, the branched learning example that that Sam brought up, if you can start to see the choices that people are making, um, then that gives you an indication about the behavioral uh, patterns that they've got. You know, if you're using the branching to teach people how to manage a particular type of a situation, but everybody, let's say two thirds of the people, it's, it's shown that to uh, choose a wrong choice early on, well, there's a place where you can add something to either the training or to support or whatever to prevent that, because that might be a pretty serious case. Uh, if, if a significant number of people are making a wrong choice, why are they doing that? Now we can uh, remediate that, you know, better and, and et cetera. With, uh, so, you know, those kinds of that being able to, so at that level, that's kind of the, you know, the data that you want is just maybe the, the choices that they're making at branching. You maybe don't really need the, the fact that they've clicked every page in the sense, uh, you know, so you're, you're filtering the, the specific things that you, that, that create valuable reports for you as well. And then that's stuff that you do on the LRS side of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from, uh, from Domino's perspective in the app, when, uh, you know, since it generates those XAPI statements, is that sort of just, uh, like a, just a toggle switch that you turn on for each object. It's like, oh yeah, uh, you know, I want this button to send a statement. Do you just sort of just click on it and just say, yeah, you know, shoot that XAPI statement off or, uh, or is it that easy or is it, there's a little bit more to it than that? Well, we actually have it at, at a publishing level. You choose to send XAPI statements or not, basically. Oh, so gotcha. it's, it's, it's all there. Um, you set up, uh, you have to have a target. So you have to have your LRS set up and there's a little sure. bit of data that, you know, so that they talk to each other. Basically, it needs the address more or less of where to send the statements, just like the postal service. Right. Um, but you're simply choosing it as a publishing option at the end of um, at the end of making something. So and, and, you know, just to swing one more route back through this, it's not just about making courses. Uh, because w with our platform, we can make lots of other content beyond just courses. So if you've made a knowledge base, 
Now you've got X API statements uh, showing you the things that people are looking up. Well, if you're a product company, now you uh -huh. can see the problems that people are trying to solve, right? Everybody's going to that one or a significant piece of the pie goes to the, uh, you know, to that one page or is looking for this thing. Well, maybe we can improve the product to, to make that, that, you know, more sensible or, or easy to understand without having to go you know, for information, or maybe there's one step or one particular process internally that nobody ever, you know, that's, that's our number one hit in the knowledge base. Well, now we can recognize that that's actually a learning need. And now we can look at other ways of, of resolving or remediating that. So, yeah. So, um, so what do you, so when you, when you click the publish at the end and, and you publish out that content in Domino and you just tell it, yeah, send the XCPI statements and you connect to the LRS um how do you know if it's sending the statements that you want though do you just test it out real quick or is you know is there a way to know the different areas where where the xapi is generated automatically and then you might have to go in and manually do some extra stuff yeah i think uh the the general sort of description we we, we would provide to folks is that everything that's done via scorm is also obviously done uh, because we already know that that's happening so we're already we can we're mirroring all of those kinds of uh data points including you know item i um, item level analysis stuff for for test questions for instance so if your mm -hmm. lms can't capture that you can still get you know that data detailed level of reporting on a course uh type of a uh, of learning content um and, and then you know other interactions like people having clicked a button having pressed play and pause on, on a video so really all you need to think about adding are things that are more um I know higher level type stuff. If you you know you need to add an X API statement or or what have you, um, the 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 caveat in all of this is of course that the we're sending all kinds of information, but then then the the the, uh, the other half of the equation is the LRS and, and narrowing the reporting then in on on that side of the equation. So. Right. And that's something that the LRS takes care of. The, the actual database of the LRS in and of itself just handles gathering all of those statements as they get pushed into it and structuring them and organizing them. But then the real secret with the LRS products is in, OK, how well and how easy is it for me to then turn that data into graphs and charts and 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 make that a story I can tell. Right. Yeah, I mean, technically, an LRS is just the database that catches and captures the information. Doesn't necessarily have to have, um, you know, reporting on it, but it's obviously not very valuable if it doesn't. Um, a metaphor I was thinking about last week uh, or on the weekend uh, in this model was like, uh, you, you know, the content is the pitcher. You know, to go to a baseball analogy, the content's the pitcher. It throws the data statement. Um, the LRS technically is the catcher but you still need the umpire to report on what was actually thrown. So I love it. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm, I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that, the, things, uh, the things you think of when you're driving around on the weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The umpire is always important as much as we hate him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Right. But do we even need umpires anymore? I mean, can we just use the cameras? It seems the technology seems to have gotten so good. <laughs> mm, it's awfully hard for a coach, though, to walk up and kick uh, and kick dust at the feet of a camera operator. Right. It's not quite the same. It's not the same engagement level in a baseball game. <laughs> right. I mean, right. You know, when the, yeah. 
I mean, what, what's the AI going to do in a baseball game? Send you a Twitter notification that you've been ejected for, for yelling <laughs> at the AI system? You know, beep, beep, you're gone. What do you mean I'm out? <laughs> I know. It's not the drama, is it? Uh, yeah. But hey, you know what? If he sent it that way and you tracked some XAPI statements, you could get some great data on that coach and how well he's been uh, controlling his blood pressure throughout the games. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, it reflects a model of all of the other data. XAPI reflects a model of all the other data that gets collected, whether that's Google Analytics on your website, you know, tracking, uh, tracking how people come into the site, what they do when they're how long they're there, those sorts of things. Um, gosh, dare I say it, but the, uh, you know, Facebook data that we're only starting somewhat to come to grips yeah. with how much things like Facebook and Twitter actually do know about us and all the data that they're tracking. Um, Google's approach has always been, seems to me anyway, that they'll track everything because they may not report on it now, but they may decide, you know what, that's actually something that now we've got the data. If you don't have the data, you can't run reports on it. So, Right. If you don't have it from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. We may not know that we need that in five or 10 years, but let's just start collecting it now anyways, just in case somebody says, hey, I want to do some research on that. And you can say, oh, yeah, we've got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, so I mean, I think um, I think maybe to kind of wrap things up a little bit here, um, you know, so we've got XAPI. It's this new thing. It doesn't replace SCORM, although it could if that's the way you're redesigning your department or your experience. Um, it's called the Experience Application Programming Interface is what it stands for. You need an LRS to be able to track all that data. Uh, you know, that LRS database in many cases is not the same database as your LMS. So if you want to keep your LMS and do XAPI, you're going to need to get your hands on an LRS and get that launched. So the learning record store, what next? Keeping this simple. Yeah, keep <laughs> You know, keep it as simple as, uh, oh, sorry, Sam's just thrown something out there. Tread carefully in the EU, uh, the GDPR, uh -huh. and that matter Russia and, and China too. So certainly there is a consideration that needs to be made about regulations around privacy. Um, yeah. You know, what, what, what data are you collecting? I, I think in most uh, cases for learning content, we're probably we're, we're looking at patterns of use. Yeah. And uh, consumption. In fact, um, well, I mean, we have one client team that's using uh, an XAPI approach instead of an LMS. They are using XAPI as an alternative to SCORM. But the, um, you know, the personal data that uh, you would normally, I think, see collected by XAPI isn't, um, I mean, it, it needs to know an actor. And that, you know, can be just you because you have a, you have a, you have a role or whatever in the company network or something like, like that. But um, it's more about, well, I guess it probably could be uh, used like any kind of data collection tool for, for other things, but uh, it's yeah. more typically about the things that you're actually doing while you're interacting with content. So, yeah. And, it, and um, you know, it's funny. I just heard about GDPR yesterday. I mean, that's how new and fresh that is for, for me. And, um, but I do, I mean, I, it, it like, it took me back, you know, I, I felt very, uh, you know, not in the know. So I think maybe that could be a great topic for us to to have a conversation on. Um, uh, not next time, because I need to do a little bit of research on it. I need to start figuring out what it is. But 
we should definitely have a conversation around that uh, over a cup of coffee and then within the next few weeks or so. Cause I think, I think that's important. I think people are going to start talking about that in our industry uh, more and more. I think, uh, yeah, we've, we've made a lot of assumptions that it's a very sorts that maybe even have kind of friendly voices when we work with them. Hey, what you doing right now or whatever. But um, uh, yeah, I think, Data and, and our personal data, and our professional data, all that stuff is going to be a, a thing that's on people's minds for sure. Yeah. Well, and you, we're just, I, I think there's standards or something like that that are coming out that different platforms and different systems and things like that are going to have to meet or something like that, or at least how you're collecting that data and the, you know, the, secu- the level of security behind it. Like I said, I don't know all the details around it. So let's just maybe we table that conversation, but. Uh, yep. You know, and get back to just kind of wrapping this up. So XCPI doesn't replace SCORM. It's a great uh, tool for for tracking activities and experiences. Um, all of the things that encompass what a learning uh, experience and learning solution might entail and all of the different platforms where that might happen. An LRS, the Learning Record Store, a just a big a database bucket that collects it, but then... The LRS, um, maybe the vendors that are selling different types of LRSs where they add the value is in turning all of that data into the pretty pictures that you need uh, and and turning all of that data into a story and into meaningful information that can help you, the designer or the learning and development professional, uh, turn that data into actionable uh, you know, future changes to your programs and to the things um, that you're uh, that you're doing. Um, and what else? Did I, is that pretty much it? Did I miss something? I mean, the- yep. That's. I, I think under the under the concept of getting started, that's a good a good uh, thumbnail sketch. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. I was just looking up at our title again, and I'm like, we were we said it was just going to be getting started, so let's not geek out too much. So I, you know, I think that kind of puts it all into a nice bucket, and just knowing again that that a tool like Domino automates all of that for you. So you know, un- having this basic understanding is great. Uh, you know, so that you get you understand how to implement it and how to move forward. But to know that really when you're just publishing out, you can build courses just the way you used to build courses. Um, and now you can just publish it and just know that that XAPI's data is going to be there. And you just really have to tell it where to send it. Exactly. Yep. Perfect stuff. Well, listen, you know, I think we're probably at about uh, that time. So, um Yeah. You know, big thanks to the folks who, who did join us, Kara and Sam. Um, anybody else? I think we have a couple of other registrations too. That's cool to have more voices in the conversation. Next week we're at Learning Solutions. Yeah, yeah. And so that's going to be doing a, a live. Yeah, we're going to be uh, we're going to try to do this from the booth. So if anybody is there, uh, although <laughs> the time the time that we do this is during the keynote, so you guys all may want to be at the keynote. But you know, if you're not interested in the keynote, come hang out with us. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing everybody. Have a great yeah, time, guys. Yeah, be great. If you guys are there, be sure to check us out uh, for sure. We're definitely looking forward to it. So, hey, listen, another great coffee uh, coffee time, idiotic as we call it. We'll just call that a wrap. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Bye, 
kissing them. Bye, Kara.